Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming to you live on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Ebert. It's great to be with you. Uh, it is Friday. Usually we'd be doing our patented Premier League pundits, picks, and prognostications show. But there is no Premier League because they're on break. But never mind. We've got lots of other stuff to talk about, including the transfer window, which is finally blown wide open. We're finally getting a lot of action. Hey, how about Aston Villa? Really? Steven Gerrard making a big splash. We're going to talk about that. I'll bring you up to speed on everything that's been going on in the transfer market. And a couple other interesting stories. Uh, Wayne Rooney turning down an approach by Everton. I wonder what that says, really. I have to think about that very, very carefully. Uh, this really um, nasty story, uh, a couple of stories actually out of the BBC that I'm going to focus in on today. One is a really nasty story about um, Robinho. And, of course, you may remember Robinho as the, you know, the fabulous uh, uh, Brazilian player. Uh, very interesting story about Robinho and, of course, the legal problems he's having. And uh, some other stories uh, about player-coach relationships in women's football. I know this sounds like it's something that's really dull and you're going to kind of roll your eyes about this, but I, I'm sometimes, I sometimes don't understand this stuff. So I want to kind of talk through this when you think of it as football therapy. All right, all that to get to, plus loads more. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Of course, a big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital channels, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app, it's great to have you with me. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. That's where you will find me. I hope you'll make me a regular part of your week as we talk the beautiful game. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio, and you can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's uh, Apple iTunes, whether that's Google Podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Schmotify, you know where to get it. All right. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back to kick it all off right here on World Soccer Radio. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. All right, welcome back. Sex World Soccer Radio, Sports Marlin Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you here on this wonderful Friday. Lots of stories going around the Premier League and football in general as the transfer window gets ready to slam shot. It's going to shut on Monday. Uh, let's run through a few of the rumors. A little later on in the show, we're going to go down in detail some of these signings. Uh, Juve have agreed to sign Fiorentina's Serbian striker Dusan Vlahovic. Why is that important for Premier League fans? Well, he was heavily linked with Arsenal. So Juve grabbing a Fiorentina player, a young Serbian striker. You know, young strikers worth their weight in gold right now. Uh, but it was 62.5 million pounds 
about $80 million, a big amount of money. I can't imagine cheapo Stan Kroenke uh, ever agreeing a deal of that. By the way, I have to tell you something because, uh, you know, I love to bet on sports. You know that. And I'm not a big sports better at all, uh, not under any way, shape, or form. I bet a few bucks here or there, but there is only one place that I go to bet on sports, and that is betonline.ag, because they have everything you want, whether it's uh, gridiron football. Obviously, we've got the Super Bowl coming up. Excuse me, excuse me, the big game coming up, uh, whether it's basketball, hockey, baseball, um. What am I missing? NASCAR, tennis, golf. Of course, all the football you want. Premier League, Championship, Ligue 1, Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, all the UEFA tournaments, all the FIFA tournaments, you name it, Major League Soccer, they got it all. And a brand new web and mobile web interface to go with it. Head over to Bet Online right now and get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Use bonus code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, that's our podcast network, folks. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Juve. We talked about them. Signing Fiorentina's Vlaovic right from the nose of Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, Tottenham. Both these teams having a few problems right now in terms of the transfer window. And, you know, some of it has to do with the competition right now for fourth place in the table. Anyhow, uh, that's the situation over at Spurs. Uh, you know, speaking of Spurs, it does look like uh, Dombele, who, if you remember, was a big Spurs signing. Lots of talk, big money. Spurs fans were finally happy that they'd splashed some cash on signing a player. Well, it looks like he's going to be closing, signing on loan at PSG. Uh, is that an admission of defeat? I would wonder. We're going to talk about Newcastle in a bit. They did finally complete the signing of Bruno Guimaraes from Lyon. That's a really good midfielder for them. And uh, if you ever want to know just how bad... Things have got for the special one. I mean, this is a guy who went from, you know, manager of the decade, manager of life, for life. Top 10 greatest managers ever. Greatest living manager. He's now managing at Roma. I'm talking about Jose Mourinho, of course. His great hope in the transfer window? Well, it's not a Venetius Jr. He's hoping to get Granite Jacker, 29-year-old <laughs> from uh, Arsenal and Swiss International, in at Roma before the January window closes. Now, I don't know about you, but that, to me, is a sign of just how far the mighty have fallen. A guy that has coached the biggest players in the world for the biggest teams in the world 
a guy who signed, for example, Didier Drogba, okay? I mean, do you not think he's right up there? Shevchenko. I mean, the list goes on, right? When he was at Man United, he signed Alexis Sanchez. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that was a great signing. But Didier Drogba, Ashley Cole? He signed Luka Modric from Tottenham when he was at Real Madrid. Diego Costa? Wesley Snyder? I mean, these are the caliber of players that Jose Mourinho has been excited about bringing to his club, whether it's, you know, whether it's Milan, Inter Milan, that is, whether it's Chelsea, whether it's Real Madrid. And now at Roma, he's getting all excited about the possibility of signing the mighty Granite Xhaka. Who isn't a bad player, don't get me wrong. But, you know, that is not a Wesley Snyder. That is not a Diego Costa, a Luka Modric, an Ashley Cole, a Didier Drogba. We'll forget the Kesmans and the Charismas and the Quadrados for right now, right? By the way, would you consider Shevchenko a good signing for Mourinho? I, I, I actually would. I know a lot of people don't, but I, I, did, I thought that was a really... Um, I thought it was a really cagey, value-based signing for a big-name player at the time who was, you know, sure to impact, who probably didn't impact as much as he would have liked. But anyhow, funny story there. I guess if you find humor in it, a little schadenfreude, right? West Ham still looking for players. Everton, Leeds, and Wolves all looking for Broho, Broha, Broha who's currently at Southampton on loan. Interestingly enough, Aston Villa, not only are they adding players, but they're turning down big money for existing players, like Douglas Louise. Meanwhile, Aston Villa, Everton, Leicester City are carefully monitoring Jesse Lingard. Where apparently, you know, he's been set to go to Newcastle United. Apparently, that's going to fall apart. As is Ashley Young from Villa, that's going to fall apart because he didn't want to go to Newcastle. Interestingly enough, there's a, a there's a story in the mirror talking about how United are petrified, scared. You know what? That if they let Jesse Lingard go, he could become the player that they thought he would be, but at some other club, and he could inflict that sort of damage on them. That, that's an interesting. Uh, that's certainly an interesting take. I would suggest that United, United have had more than enough time 
to make Jesse Lingard the player that they wanted him to be. He's one of these guys that just, uh, mind you, there are a lot of United players that, in my mind, kind of fall into this category. A lot of players that should be a lot better than they are. I mean, when you've got old-timers like Cavani and Ronaldo, you know, pulling your proverbial nuts out of the fire at the last minute, and you've got, you know, young kids sitting on the sidelines with, you know, great futures who just never quite make it work, you know you have a problem. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. Be right back after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag, where the game's at. That's right, brand new website interface, brand new mobile web interface. And right now, 50% bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Tell them Nick sent you. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast if you're listening on Sports Overnight America. And I guess you're up very late. Uh, let's get to the transfer window because it is getting ready to close. It is not open forever. It's open till the end of the month. A couple of big stories breaking. Sky Sports right now saying Derby County's debts believed to be more than £60 million. I'm going to tell you why that's important and why that relates to the transfer market here in a minute. Luis Diaz. Liverpool made a big money move for the Porto winger. £46 million for Diaz. Excuse me. Spurs bid £46 million for Diaz. Liverpool bid £37 million. It is believed Diaz does not want to go to Tottenham Hotspur. He wants to go to Liverpool. This would be an incredible addition for Liverpool. He's a young Colombian winger. He scored a boatload of goals for Porto, a lot of assists. He's fast. He's dynamic. He's got great vision. If you watch Liverpool play Porto in the Champions League, you will have seen him play. Uh, even though, you know, Porto, you know, not the greatest team in the world for sure. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this kid, really, very good. Very good. Be a great addition. Potentially, potentially one of the biggest signings of the window. In other news that is really, really interesting, poor old Spurs. They were trying to get Adama Traore from Wolves, who is one of my favorite players in the Premier League. He's a big, he's strong, he's fast, he's good in the ball, and unfortunately he's playing on a team without a lot of people to back him up. <clears throat> he was offered £150,000 a week and £15 million was uh, His wages were 150000 <clears throat> and he was offered $15 million, uh, to to Wolves by Spurs. And it is believed that Barcelona have offered a loan option for £29 million. 
And I am told, I am told that it is 20000 a week, and I cannot believe that. I have to double and triple check that, okay? But that is the value of a brand, folks. Because if Barcelona, and that's the team he's going to, that's where he came from, if they get him back at that price, that is an incredible coup for a great player playing in a system that really, really speaks to his strengths. I will be sorry to see Adama Traore leave the Premier League because he's a dynamic and exciting player to watch. But, you know, I think he's vastly underutilized. I don't mean underutilized. Uh, vastly <clears throat> underappreciated football-wise while he's at Wolves. And I don't mean that they don't appreciate him at Wolves. They certainly do. But he could be with one of the truly big teams of the world. And I think finally he's ready to go there. So that is an interesting rumor. West Ham looking for Leeds winger Rapinha. But the big money signing right now is this Fiorentina Juve signing for Vlaovic. Another one Spurs was trying to get that got out from underneath them. Think about that for a minute. Interesting stuff. Okay, let's get on to a couple of these other stories that I was alluding to. I was talking a little bit about Derby County. You're like, Nick, why are you talking about Derby County? They're, you know, they're like pretty much bottom of the championship right now. Uh, you know, they must be terrible, right, Nick? I mean, that's a fair, and, 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 and that's a fair statement, I guess. But it's not true. <coughs> Excuse me. Because as you know, Everton right now are looking for a new manager. And they have gone to their prodigy, their favorite son, Wayne Rooney, who is currently managing at 23rd place Derby County in the championship. Now, you might think, you know, Wayne Rooney must truly be as stupid as I thought the fact that he has turned down his boyhood club in the Premier League to continue to manage Derby County dead bottom or close to dead bottom of the championship. The kid, the guy, the young man, the man must be a moron. I figured as much. But wait, I say to you, don't be quite so rash. Let me tell you why Wayne Rooney has put his old club in a pickle of a problem. There were three managers that were really, really out there. By the way, we should talk about Bruno Guimaraes going to Newcastle United, but maybe we'll do that uh, in the next segment. There were really three managers out there. There was Pereira, Wayne Rooney, and Duncan Ferguson. Those were the three selected managers for Everton. Well, 
The fans didn't want Pereira. And after the Rafa Benitez nightmare that they had, it was never going to happen. So he was out, despite the fact that I think the board really liked him more than anybody else. And then everybody's just waiting for the prodigal son to come home. But the prodigal son didn't even accept an interview for the job. And I'm going to tell you why, just in case you're wondering. Why wouldn't Wayne Rooney, who's managing at the bottom of the championship, a team that looks slated to get relegated and go down to Division I football, why would he manage Derby County when he can move right up to the big leagues and go to the Premier League? Well, I'll tell you why. He has nothing to lose at Derby County. And he has everything to wait and see what Moshiri does at Everton, if he truly makes the investment he said he did, or if a bigger opportunity comes up, maybe, possibly, potentially, Man United. And the reason for that is he has nothing to lose at Derby County. Well, why, Nick? Why do you say that? He's managing a team. He clearly sucks. They're at the bottom of the table. And I will tell you that, yes, they are at the bottom of the table, but it is not Wayne Rooney's doing. Derby County, a dead bottom of the table. Because they have been fined and docked points for financial irregularity and violating financial fair play rules. Money issues. Absolutely nothing. So they've docked all of these points. Okay? All of these points. And again, Derby County right now in bankruptcy. He has nothing to lose. He can stay at Derby County and wait for a bigger and better opportunity. And if he keeps them up in the championship, he's a genius. If they get relegated to League One, it's not his fault. Meanwhile, his image will be untarnished. His reputation will be untarnished, and he can wait either for Everton to come back with more proof from ownership that they're willing to invest, or what I really think is happening, he's looking for a bigger club to land at in the Premier League. Because his quote today was, I'm going to be managing in the Premier League. So very crafty, very shrewd, very smart move by Wayne Rooney to avoid what is going to be managerial turmoil at Goodison Park because, quite frankly, Mashiri has yet to put the infrastructure in to make that team what it needs. So, who is the favorite at Everton, you might say? And this has nothing to do with the transfer window because managers can come and go at any time. Well, with Pereira out, Benitez hired and fired, Wayne Rooney out of the equation... Roy Hodgson, of course, already having gone, you know, to, to Watford. <laughs> oh, it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? I was, I'm joking about that one. Um, Frank Lampard is the man for the job, folks. Frank Lampard, who I think actually got kind of a little bit of a bum rap at Chelsea. I think Frank Lampard has the making of a half-decent manager. An announcement expected any moment from Everton... 
Apparently, the Frank Lampard interview went really, really well. It's not Duncan Ferguson. He'll be moving aside. Frank Lampard to take the helm. And down the other end of the table, Wayne Rooney to stay at Derby County and continue on polishing up his resume, looking for wonderful, wonderful opportunities and not tarnishing his name. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. We're presented by betonline.ag. I'll be right back after these messages. I'm Nick Eber here with you on World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Great to be with you. Also like to, well, I would welcome, but I would just like to say hello once more to our men and women in uniform around the world on the Sports Byline. Pardon me, listening on the American Forces Network. And if you are worried about missing the show, don't worry. You can always get us at our podcast network. The Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Again, we're presented by betonline.ag. Look, <clears throat> before we get to the couple of the other big stories around, I want to talk about Rubinho. I want to talk about this really disturbing story about coach-player relationships. I know it sounds boring to you, but it is kind of interesting. I want to talk about Newcastle. You know, they are doing the best they can, given the fact that they really, really look like they are going to get relegated, Okay. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's it, it's hard to see. I mean, they look. They have a huge. Okay, they have a massive fight. Yet they still managed to bring in Kieran Trippier from Atletico Madrid for fifteen million pounds. Chris Wood from Burnley for tw- from twenty five million pounds. I get that they've got all of this Saudi money, but you know, you can have all the money in your in the world. But if you're a top class, world class footballer in your prime. You want to really and truly have opportunities, for example, for Champions League football or to be contending at the top of the table. And if you're 21, 22 years old or 25 or 28 and you're looking at Newcastle and you're seeing, yeah, they've got big investment. The future, (coughs) five, six years down the road, may well be bright for Newcastle, but right now the future looks like championship football. So the fact they've been able to get Kieran Trippier, the fact they've been able to get Chris Wood, it's huge. Huge for them. I mean, Chris Wood is a very good player. But he is, I want to say, 30 years old. Kieran Trippier from Atletico. You know, great player. 31 years old. Folks, these are players that are looking, in the case of Chris Wood, for more of a payday, in the case of Kieran Trippier, for more playtime, better wages, etc., etc. The stuff they're going to get from the Saudis, for sure. I mean, I understand why they got these players, and I think these are great profile of players for Newcastle United. But the latest signing... And if it's not done yet, the ink will be drying shortly. It's coming from Lyon. And this guy is a game changer for them. Bruno Guimaraes is a defensive midfielder, currently plays for Lyon, folks. He's 
24 years old. He plays. He's had three caps already in the Brazilian national team. He is a strong, tough, defensive midfielder. He's not the guy you're going to see knocking in goals, all right? He's tougher than a Fabinho. This is the type of character player, a combination of size, speed, football smarts, ball skill, and toughness that can take a club like Newcastle and really help stop the rot. Now, not two years, three years, four years from now, <coughs> but now. And his import is further than that. Because when you sign a player like this, a guy who is, <coughs> excuse me, while not at the, you know, he's not at a Vinicius Junior level of, you know, valuable young players. But he is certainly touching that, starting to get up into the ether of, you know, players mentioned under your breath of really, really good young players. That is quite a coup for Newcastle because it will open the door to other players in that same at that same level. Dare I say a level of hope above a Kieran Trippier, who's a great player. This is really, really good for Newcastle. Because you have to think, with a Bruno Guimaraes, a Kieran Trippier, and a Chris Wood, they have the potential, uh, you know, and Eddie Howe, okay, not the biggest Eddie Howe fan, but he, he, he's practical, okay? You know, are they going to be able to hold off the Watfords, the Burnleys, the Newcastles, and dare I say it at this point, the Evertons? They have to, to survive. It's a little misleading in the tables right now, okay? Because Burnley have four games in hand off Norwich, who is sitting one point one slot outside of the drop zone. But they're only four points behind. So it's still in flux. I still would not be surprised if at the end of the day it's Watford, Burnley, and Norwich that get the drop. With these signings, Newcastle certainly have the ability to pull themselves out of the crap. And they have a huge match on the 8th of February at home against Everton, of all people. So we watch, we listen, we eagerly await the oncome of February so we can get back to our beloved Premier League football. But the transfer market certainly is interesting. All right, a couple of the stories at, uh, that I was reading uh, that I think are worthy of discussion. Look, we all remember, do we not, the great Robinho. The young player, once Britain's most expensive footballer, 32.5 mil, joined Man City for in 2008. Flash, Brazilian charm, flair, pace. Well, you may not know this, but good old Robinho... Got into a bit of trouble, oh. And when I say a bit of trouble, oh, I uh, maybe being a little bit uh, flippant. 
but the guy that scored a goal in four games, a goal every four games for AC Milan, okay, and Manchester City, and Real Madrid, between 2005 and 2015, had a really good run for 10 years, was convicted in Italy of gang rape of a woman in a nightclub while he was at AC Milan. He then was tried, and, you know, if you watch that Amanda Knox saga, I think you'll get an idea as to the kind of slow pace, shall we say, of Italian justice. Whether you agree or disagree with the outcome of the Amanda Knox case. It took until the last couple of months for his final appeal at his conviction for rape to be upheld by the Italian courts. So in 2017, he was sentenced to nine years in prison. And listen to this. If it doesn't get worse than that, this guy has entered into evidence after the gang rape of this girl. He, this guy Rubinio is texting a friend saying, I'm laughing because I couldn't care less. The you-know-what was completely drunk. She had no idea what happened. Unbelievable. Under Italian law, all the appeal process had to be completed before he could find himself in jail. And guess what? It was completed. And you know where he is? He's in Brazil. And Brazil doesn't extradite its citizens. The Milan Court of Appeal specifically found Rubinho had belittled, brutally humiliated the victim, misled investigators, provided false version of events. Scumbag, people, scumbag. Yet, you know, it was up until recently Santos were planning on rolling him out again. Their football field's named after this guy. Something's very, very wrong when the football community, whether in Brazil, whether in England, whether in Italy, anywhere, is not willing to come out publicly and call this guy what he is. And again, Benjamin Mendy, same thing. Man City player, accused of rape, been sitting in jail. We forget about that. How quickly we forget about Benjamin Mendy. And I'm totally sorry, folks, that we're going to be out of time and I won't be able to talk about the next part of this. I'll have to wait for Monday. Benjamin Mendy, 27 years old, should be at the height of his footballing prowess. Play for Man City since 2017, Monaco, Marseille, La Havre, a French international, a World Cup winner.
13 appearances last season for City, 19 the season before. Sitting in jail, folks. Gang rape. Two different women and a girl over 16, but under 18. He was refused bail. Because when he had it last time, he had a bunch of house parties. He's been suspended by Man City. And then all of a sudden in November, he got two more counts of rape lumped on him. And then another one in December against a new lady. Seven counts of rape with five different women. He's going on trial uh, sometime in the next few months. We need to address this issue. This issue is bad. Now, there are a lot of professional footballers around the world, okay? I mean, in the thousands. And most of them behave themselves, don't assault and rape people. But when they do, they need to be struck efficiently, effectively, and publicly from all books and records. I'm not talking about Pete Rose here, guys. Who, if you know this, listen to this show, you know my opinion about Charlie Hustle. Certainly should be in the Hall of Fame. But he didn't rape anyone. O.J. Simpson. Well, yeah, there you go. Would you rather have Charlie Hustle or O.J. Simpson? Well, I need, well, you know, certainly not O.J. I don't want Mendy. I don't want Robinho. We've got to stand up, folks, and say no, 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 no. This is bad behavior. This is unacceptable. This is uh, not black. This is not gray. This is there's black and there's white, as in right and there's wrong. There's gray in the middle, and folks, this is as wrong as you can possibly get. We absolutely castigate you. I want to hear it. I want to see it. I want to hear it from the Brazilian Football Federation. I want to hear it from Santos. I want to hear it from Manchester City. By the way, two Manchester City players here, in case you noticed. I'll be right back. This is World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back. Well, look, we're just about out of town, out of of time, which is a shame because I was starting to get on a roll because, you know, some of this bad behavior and illegal behavior and terrible behavior, um... Yeah, it just shouldn't be tolerated. On the other hand, and there's no other hand here, by the way, um, it's not just illegal behavior, it's unethical behavior. And I wanted to talk about coaches and players in women's football and sports. I know it's a little off the topic. I know some of you may roll your eyes, but don't worry, the show's over. So I don't have a chance to do it. By the way, Bernard Mendy, practicing Muslim. You know, if he were in an Islamic country and he was, uh, and he was convicted of rape of five women... I dare say it would be a slightly different sentence, both him and Robinho. Uh, These are difficult issues to talk about. 
They really are. <clears throat> but I think we do need to talk about them, particularly when we're in a time and a position where the Premier League isn't going on because of the winter break. And kind of football takes a slower pace overall. Yes, we have the transfer window, but we discuss that. It's a good opportunity to discuss some timely, if not slightly uncomfortable topics. But folks, we as fans have to demand better. Yes, you can be a party boy and you can do all the that stuff that you want, but I'm sorry, there is black and white, there is right and wrong, and rape is just unacceptable, it's wrong, it's illegal, it's terrible, it's a horrible crime, and there's no, under no circumstances should we do anything but castigate those players that are convicted of that terrible crime. All right, enough from me, I guess I'll get off my soapbox. I'll be back with you on Monday, same place, same, place, same time. Same channels, find the podcast at the Believe Podcast Network. I want to say thanks to betonline.ag and thanks to you for listening. Have a great weekend. I'll chat to you on Monday. Cheers. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.